0: Hello friends, welcome to yet another episode of this podcast, where I shall be reading yet another story by skin Bond. This is titled, The Superior Man. This is how it goes. Jajali was a famous ascetic, one who practiced extreme self-discipline. He had a thorough knowledge of the Vedas, most ancient of sacred books, and attended to the sacrificial fires. He observed long fasts, during the rainy season He slept under the open sky by night, and lay in water by day. In the hot weather, Jajali did not seek protection from either the burning sun or the scorching wind. He slept in the most uncomfortable places, and smeared his body and long unkempt hair with filth and mud. If he wore any clothes at all, they were made of rags and skins. He travelled over the whole earth, and dwelt in forests, mountains, or by the shores of the ocean. Once, when he was beside the ocean, he decided to conceal himself beneath its waters. He was able to do so by means of the great self-discipline which he had learned. He could also project his mind in every direction and make himself aware of all that was happening in different parts of the world. As Jajali lay one day at the bottom of the ocean, thinking of how his mind could travel everywhere, pride filled his heart and he told himself that there was nobody quiet like him in all the world. As he made this boast, a voice spoke in his ear. It was the voice of a spirit who had been watching him. You should not have made that boast, most noble Brahmin. There is a shopkeeper I know, a very virtuous man, who lives in Banaras and earns a living by buying and selling perfumes. Some say he is the most virtuous of men, but I don't think he would boast about it. A shopkeeper? said the ascetic. I should like to see this wonderful shopkeeper. Tell me where he lives and how to get there. The spirit gave him the necessary directions and Jajali left his watery bed and set out for Banaras. On the way he came to a forest where he decided to spend some time practicing fresh austerities. For many days he stood absolutely still. He never moved a muscle and to all appearances was more like a pillar of stone than a man with his great mass of filthy, disheveled hair on top. It was not long before two birds, in search of a place to build their nest, decided that there was no better spot than the ascetic's head. And so they built their nest in his hair, making use of leaves and grass. In due course, the nest contained a full clutch of eggs, but Jajali never moved. Pity would have prevented him from doing so. Eventually the eggs were hatched, the young birds emerged. Days passed and the feathers grew. As more days passed, they learned to fly. Then. They would go off with the parents for a few hours at a time in search of food. By now, the ascetic had really fulfilled his obligations to the welfare of his guests, but still he did not move. Once they were absent for a week, but he waited until they returned. Finally he waited for a month and when they did not come back, he decided that they had abandoned the nest forever and that he was free to move. Unfortunately, Jajali felt very proud of himself when he thought of his noble conduct. There is nobody like me in the all-wild world, he said to himself. I must have acquired a great store of merit by this unselfish act of mine. He felt so pleased with himself that he slapped his arms and shouted out loud, There is nobody my equal anywhere. And once more he heard a voice, a voice as it seemed from heaven. Jajali, don't say that. You are not as good a man as a shopkeeper in Manaras, and he would not boast as you have done. Jajali's heart was filled with anger and he decided that he would go to Banaras without further delay and see this wonderful shopkeeper. When he arrived in Banaras, one of the first persons he saw was the shopkeeper busily engaged in his shop, buying and selling herbs and perfumes. The shopkeeper saw him and called out a welcome. I have been expecting you, most noble Brahmin, for a long time. I have heard of your great asceticism, of how you have lived immersed in the ocean and all that you have done since, even allowing the birds to build a nest in your hair, I know too of how proud you were of that and how a voice from heaven rebuked you. You were angry and that is why you came here. Tell me what you want. I shall do my best to help you. The Brahmin replied, You are a shopkeeper, my friend, and the son of a shopkeeper. How does a person like you, who spends all his time buying and selling, acquire so much knowledge and so much wisdom, where did you get it from? My knowledge and wisdom consist in nothing but this," said the shopkeeper. I follow and obey that ancient teaching which everybody knows and which consists of universal friendliness and kindness to man and beast. I earn my livelihood by trade, but my scales are always just. I never cheat anyone and I never injure anyone in thought, word or deed. I quarrel with no one, fear no one, hate no one, praise no one and abuse no one. And I am convinced that the life I live is the life that secures both prosperity and heaven just as surely as a life that is devoted to penance and sacrifice. As he proceeded, the shopkeeper became more assertive, more critical, even a little boastful. Not only did he condemn the killing of animals, he also expressed his disapproval of agriculture, because the plough gives pain to the earth and causes death of many tiny creatures living in the soil, apart from the forced labor it took from bullocks and slaves. As for animal sacrifices, he said, They had been started by greedy priests. The true sacrifice was the sacrifice performed by the mind, and if there had to be sacrifices at all, people should use herbs and fruits and balls of rice. Nor did he believe in pilgrimages. There was no need to wander all over the land, visiting sacred rivers and mountains. There was no place so holy as the soul itself. Jajjali was indignant. He told the holder of the scales, as he called him, that he was an atheist. How were men to live if they did not plough the ground? Where would they get food? And as for sacrifices, the world would come to an end if we gave them up. The shopkeeper declared that if only men would go back to the real teaching of the Vedas, they would find that there was no need to plough the ground. In ancient days, the earth yielded all that was required. Herbs and plants grew of themselves. Despite the strength of the shopkeeper's arguments, the ascetic was not convinced. We are told that both he and the shopkeeper died not long afterwards and that each went to his own particular heaven, their heavens being as different as were their ways of life. This was Devashish Palkar. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Take care.